It's a terminal island lockdown. Terminal island lockdown. It is. I could vouch for that intro. It is a terminal island lockdown. All right. Um, let's get right into this. I know you've heard about this crazy 50% off sale, and I'm not trying to be a salesman right now, but I am. Um, we have two more days left of this sale. It's 50% off most of the vinyl. There's some titles that aren't, so boo-hoo, but I'm not going to do this anytime soon. So you got two more days, get there, get some stuff in your vinyl collection, way cheaper than you'll get it. After that, price goes right back up and you're gonna buy it anyways. But it's gonna be harder on your pocketbook, okay? All right? So, now, 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 Sunday, Sunday, Sunday.
Stun Guns with TV Tan. I was the idiot that put that out. Yeah, I still hear you. I'm still watching you. All right? Before that, we had Big Kitty with the beautiful song called Milky Way. Um, so dreamy. So delicious. I feel like a candy bar now. I don't know why. Tell me why. And to start off, this episode was Shark Pants with Chankle Tooth. That still is one of my favorite releases, and it should be yours too. Um, I'm about to start a new segment um, called FYP Bedtime Stories because I keep hearing some stuff about stories in the, in the 90s, so I would like to roll it on out for you now. Welcome to the first installment of FYP Bedtime Stories. It's so perfect. I can't believe I didn't think of this before. Um, the first one, we're going to go with the story that I still hear to this day. And there's, there's some myths. There's some lore behind it, but it's the West Palm Beach incident. This happened, which I looked up. I had to look it up because I was thinking it was 1995, but in maybe a fact, it was 1999, sometime in August. Um, we were doing a tour called the Recess Vargas Tour, which, which had FYP, Berserk, um, Beatnik Termites. Um, then, we, then we had Recess Bands playing with us here and there and um everybody joining us in and and it was um let's just say it was a fun tour because almost all of the tours even the shittiest fyp tour there was there was some fun things about it but this one was kind of strange only because it was kind of a tall order it was a tall task to get um, involved with something like this and and back then and I and I guess I still do this now to the annoyance of everybody that is an adult now and um, they expect me to be an adult but um, back then I would do this egregiously where it was an idea and it just was gonna happen no matter what the preparation was or um, just the, you know, the shit that you have to do to do a task like that, to bring a bunch of bands out on the road and, and trust me, there was more. Um, I'm probably forgetting one that was on the full tour, but it seemed like there was six bands with us at the time. And to ask any, any, um, decent minded promoter to take on something like this in their own town was a tall order, um, is probably unfair but everybody jumped at it, and it was pretty easy to book. And so once it was easy to book, it was um, very, um, it's a green light. Let's go. Let's do it. Um, let's make some postcards. We, had, we didn't really have the internet to use back then, I don't think. Um, so we, we embarked. And this 
particular moment in my life was very crossroady. And what I mean is that it was the first time in my life where I started questioning everything and was probably, I'm not um, a person that suffers from depression, but I feel like I caught a glimpse of what people that suffer from that on that tour and that year in particular. It was, it was, you know, just a little after Joe died, who was one of my best friends and one of our best friends in the, you know, the San Pedro community. He uh, took his own life by jumping off Point Furman. It was, you know, there was a lot of confusion. There was a ton of drinking after that because we didn't know how to deal with it, something like that. We were young. Um, and I still don't know how to deal with something like that. And it's happened. You think I would be a seasoned veteran with stuff like that, but um, when when it happened to Jed recently, it, it you know, it's still, it's still, um, it still fucked me up, you know? I feel like a piece of me went with them. But anyways, we we are in the middle of this tour and I'm, you know, kind of freaking out, but trying to, you know, heal myself with with music and just ruckus. Um, I remember we we hit CBGB's and my friend I noticed while we were playing, my friend Matt, Matt Army, was getting fucked with with some hard looking knuckleheads and I just jumped into the crowd and started swinging my guitar and you know I got away with it and something happened and a lot a lot of that happened so much back then where it was you see some injustice in the crowd and for for some weird reason when you're on stage it doesn't matter you don't you don't even think about oh I could get killed if I do this you don't think about that at all um so I got away with it that time. Somehow I, me and Matt won. Um, and so the tour gets to um, Atlanta. And I decided that the best thing to do when I'm going through all these crazy emotions and um, crossroads and what, what's life? Where am I? How am I this? Am I a particle in the beach? A tiny grain of sand? Well, I decided to do acid. And um, we ended up at some warehouse. And I had a bad trip. And I've done acid a few times before that. And it was very helpful. It was like one of those things where I started to feel like, what what's going on with life? And then that kind of settled me. It kind of reset my brain and and sent me off into this magical musical journey where I understood a little bit more about music and how magical it is and how much of a gift it is. And it was became my religion. So that's a great thing. This night in Atlanta was not a great thing. It was the one of the worst things. And so some somehow it it set my brief depression off the Richter scales. It was really, really crazy. I remember laying in the middle of the street and outside of this warehouse, and we had we had Evan Cohen who who wrote the uh, Gigi Allen book that I put out about his tours with with Gigi, and I just I remember laying in the street and hearing him talking to some girl 
saying, oh, he's, he's, he's going to die. He's trying to kill himself. He's just laying in the street. I mean, keep in mind, the street is a cul-de-sac. So I'm, if I hear a car coming, I'm pretty sure I was going to get up and get out of its way. But I just thought that was the best thing to do, is lay in the middle of the street away from everybody because everyone was freaking me out. And I hear him doing that, and then some hippie girl's like, nah, he's just tripping. He's finding himself. So imagine this guy, Evan, who does not do any drugs at this point, and the hippie girl having this conversation. And then I kind of get this chuckle. Um, it settles me down a little bit. We end up just driving from that spot, and the whole time, Evan just doing nervous take my wife please type of jokes like take my wife please oh, oh. in the car while we're driving and he's like freaking me out more because obviously this set him off and made him kind of freaked out um but it also made me more depressed where i was like oh my god this is this is freaking me out even harder so we we drove all through the night from atlanta to west palm beach florida and we get there probably about eight in the morning it's sunny out, it's nice weather, it's Florida, but I'm just bummed. And it's the first time in my life where I'm like, I, you know, I, I could care less like if, if I live or die today. Like I just, was just in that mood. Um, it kind of scared me because um, I, I don't have those thoughts a lot, but it was the, one of the first and only times where I you know, thought if, if I died, you know, no one would care. It's, it's fine. This is, this is, it'll probably feel better or whatever. So we get to the show and it's, you know, business as usual. Um, except for I'm bummed and uninspired and, and needing some, some sort of inspiration that doesn't include doing acid again. Um, don't know if I'll find it. Maybe a good night's sleep is what I needed. But anyways, we forge on for the show. Um, and the bouncer comes up to me, and as we're setting up, uh, the bouncer comes to me and asks me how long our set is. And I'm like, well, I mean, it ranges from sometimes it's 10 minutes. It depends on what happens. Um, at the very most, it's 30. And he says, oh, man, no, I got friends coming. They love you. You got to play like at least 45 minutes or an hour. And, you know, I make some Bruce Springsteen jokes, but we're getting along okay. And this, this guy's a big big guy he's he's he has a shaved head I just I think he's into the band and he's gonna help protect the place and all is well so we start playing and Evan had this idea before we started to he was there promoting his the Gigi book that I put out and it was also Gigi Allen's birthday that day so he had this idea to go up and show everybody the book and then sing happy birthday in between a song uh, that starts and a skinhead starts yelling at him, starts calling him names that, you know, we all got called in high school that are s supposed to be very insulting, but they're just kind of like, uh, uh, daddy raised me wrong type of names. Okay. I'm not going to say it, but you know what it is. Um, and I lose my cool, which usually happens. And for some crazy luck I always got away with it somehow I I yelled at people and reprimanded them and made fun of them and humiliated them and um I was victorious and this night I did the same thing 
except for one little thing happened. The this was this was literally after the third song, maybe second song. The same bouncer that came up and told us to play for an hour now came up and said, "Yo, play one more song and you're done." And I'm just like, "Huh? Like what do you, you like this doesn't make sense." And he's like, "What?" I'm all, "You told me to play an hour now you're telling me to play for five minutes and and he's like don't back talk me and i'm like i'm i'm i have to talk back and then or some something like that and then he just pushes me over the amp violently everything just ruckus breaks out from them next thing you know i'm on the ground and i remember this specifically because something happened with my contact lenses i used to wear contact lenses and i went to um some doctor because I had some crazy eye problem and he said wear glasses so I got glasses on that tour and I remember going I'm gonna pick these ones because they look like I am the biggest creep in the world you know some people might think Buddy Holly but this is these are just the biggest like just these black rimmed the rims were probably they, they felt like they were two feet thick um, I just I just looked like a very sketchy person, um, but they were very strong and sturdy. And I remember laying on the ground while this bouncer was just punching me in the face over and over again, at least eight times. But what was happening, he was punching me in the glasses that were protecting me. I barely felt anything. And I just remember the glasses falling off me looking picking them back up, putting them back on, get another punch, picking them back up, putting them back on, getting another punch. And this was like a cycle until I noticed Craig Flippy, who was on the tour with us. He was filming everything and just being a, a friend and a roadie. I noticed him jumping on his back as if he was a cat. He, I think he even hissed. I'm not kidding. He just, he just went crazy. And the thing is about him, me and he did acid with me the night before he didn't have a bad trip so he did more so he was on lsd on top of this guy's back smashed a pint glass over his head and the next thing you know it got crazier after that happened because now blood is squirting everywhere it's coming down his face he can't see and i could just see like this is my this is my time to jump on his back because he turned it's like if you've ever seen that movie creep show which um, some people know it's my favorite movie ever. There's this scene, the crate, where right when the, the, the monster in the crate is going after one person and then Charlie, the nerd, comes and hits him with a crowbar or a, a wrench. And right when he hits him in the back with the wrench, he turns around and just goes ballistic and eats Charlie's face. That's how this guy was. That's how this guy was. And then the whole place turned into kind of like what you see in cartoons where there's just a lot of smoke and dust and exclamations and question marks and um, a big melee. And next thing you know, I'm getting just dragged, like literally dragged out of there by, you know, forcibly, forcibly dragged, probably by, by Tito, Evan, um, uh, no clue. Um, and uh, we're back. We get into the car that Evan rented. He rented his own car, we had our own van. We get into his car and he's doing that nervous 
take my wife please thing again where he's just like nervously just saying stuff and and I was very like calm I'm not I'm not trying to sound like um I'm just very experienced and stuff stuff like this because it was something that was just out of this world and um you know it was crazy but I was trying to calm him down by saying look look I'm okay I'm, I don't have one scratch on me that guy's head is bleeding like crazy um, I'm pretty sure we won. If that's if that's if there's some sort of yardstick here, we're good so far. If we get all our equipment out of there, we are okay. So calm down, please. And it got to a point where I had to had to get like, dude, you you toured with Gigi, like this is nothing. And he said, Gigi was nothing like this. And that was when I was like, uh, okay, there's. I know I'm not throwing shit on people, but I it was hard for me to believe. And maybe I just didn't take into account how crazy it was at the time, but it it cheered me up. And I don't know why it cheered me up, but I I feel like there was it it zapped whatever crusty um, infestation of negativity out of me. And I and I said, well, you know what? Look, I didn't die right there. Like there's there's been other things that have happened to me in my life um, that I should have died, and I probably should have died right there. Or at least gotten stabbed or something like that. But um, I think it was a win for the good guys that night. Um, and I still I still hear people that were there. I mean, there was there was definitely a lot of people there, but you know, no no more than than two three hundred. And yet I still run into people. Um, Jesse Michaels from Operation Ivy said he was there. Um, he he actually said that he was getting. You know, I don't want to misquote him but he actually said it was he was getting disillusioned with punk and that kind of like shook it back up and made it made maybe a little more interesting um rich from total punk said he was there just talked to him a few months ago about it and it's and it's one of those things where people ask me all the time and um we ended up getting getting out of there of course we didn't get paid because the uh it was this place called ray's downtown and ray was there and he hired this asshole and of course he's not going to pay pay he said it was our fault um uh you know so we never went back there um it inspired the song west psalm beach um the fyp song um you know and that that happened a lot i mean on on these fyp stories i could do a ton of them where skinheads showed up um and started shit and there was always a confrontation um and they all they always they always needed all their friends and and yet the the little wimpy good guys that were bratty up there screaming um fyp songs some somehow we we prevailed so uh that's it for this installment if you want to ask a question i might address it and i might talk about it just email me at todd at recessrecords.com and I might get to it.
gratuities. We got Mike Waddell clocking in. Portland resident from Minneapolis. Uh, Jeff Browning, Gabe Dinger, Go Go Radio Boots Show. Let's do this. Milk, water, and little kibbles. It's a Terminal Island Lockdown. Terminal Island Lockdown. Go, 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 go.